Welcome back to the movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, joined by co-host Jeff. Good day, sir. Good day. It is the end of July. One more MCU titular character film to go. And then we go in back to school, baby. This this month has brought trials and tribulations, mostly boredom by you. But um, what? <laughs> what have I bored you with? No, I'm saying you've been bored with what? What was I, I bored we, with? We watch good movies, but the episodes have been lackluster. I'll just I'll I'll say it. When we agree on movies, the episodes yeah, it's not as much fun. Great. I agree with that. Yes, <laughs> it's more Anywho. fun to yell at you. Yes, yeah, totally right. Uh, anyways, uh, music this month has been brought to you by the band Magnolia Park. They're an Orlando, Florida pop punk bands. Um, they're making big, big, big waves. I like to use that term, the big waves. Mm. They're making they're making a name for themselves in the in the hip, uh, not the hip hop. Yep, that's other bands. Uh, <laughs> making their, making their name in the the pop punk alternative scene. With their song "Serious" off their latest EP, you can fat catch Ooh, their music. She is. You, do you need to take a break already? Nope, I'm okay. good. Okay, good to go. Uh, you can catch their music wherever you get yours. Catch the the show notes for all of the links, um, especially to their TikTok, which they're big TikTok users. So, uh, Jeff, what do you think of the music this month? I really like it. It. it I always like the. Uh the the punkish style bands that lead in and and it just gets you hyped it gets you hyped for uh, a podcast so i really enjoy it mm. yeah i do too uh so um i'm i'm undecided what music to to pick for for next month for the month of august so um i'm still wavering so if you have any uh any suggestions please uh let me know but Jeff. Oh, you know what it might be then? It's not going to be Jeffy Poopy. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I you have a question for me? Yeah, what did we watch this week? Oh, man. So, uh, again, we are at the end of titular actors in the MCU-verse, and I selected Scarlett Johansson and in turn selected the film Jojo Rabbit from 2019 uh, starring... Uh, who I said, um, Scarjo, also Taka Watiti writes and directs and stars in this movie, uh, as well as Roman Griffin Davis plays the titular Jojo Rabbit, Sam Rockwell, Rebel Wilson, Stephen Merchant. It's it's got a pretty good cast. Then uh, that's 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 what we watched. Yeah. So the IMDb synopsis for this film is. A young German boy and the Hitler youth, whose hero and imaginary friend is the country's dictator, is shocked to discover that his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. 
So, Jeff, I would I would like to ask you, sure. what is your experience with Taika Waititi? I love Taika Waititi, but mostly because of his um, being adjacent to a band called The Flight of the Concords, uh, who also had a television show called Flight of the Concords. And Taka Waititi directed a film starring Jermaine Clement, who is one half of Flight of the Concords, called What We Do in the Shadows. And that was my introduction. I, I believe the Taka Waititi was that particular movie where he plays a vampire alongside Jermaine Clement and someone else I don't recognize. But Now, you're talking about the original What We Do in the Shadows, because wasn't there a remake? No, there's a TV show. Oh, TV that he, right. that has star- I haven't watched it. I should because it stars Matthew Barry, who's in the show IT Crowd, which I love. But you know, it, it is also probably good. Taco Watiti. Uh, I watched Wilder People, um, which I really enjoyed, and uh, I, I watched this, which I won't say how I felt about yet. The um, yeah, uh, Taco Watiti is man. He's a uh, he is a breath of fresh air in regards to filmmaking i think i agree um he has a very zany approach to uh storytelling uh-huh and so this this film is adapted from the book caging skies by uh, christine lunens and so takawatiti wrote the screenplay based on this book and like I, I I said last week, this movie carries a lot of emotional heft mm-hmm. wrapped in satire. Um and like watch this is my second time watching this film. And the first time I just I I don't think I really appreciated what was being done in the movie. It was good. I remember I remember feeling yeah. You know, like I just watched a good movie, and this movie was nominated for Best Picture, and Scarlett Johansson was nominated for Best Actress, whatever. But like watching it the second time around, man, so many different different emotions hit me with you know what's going on with uh, Roman Griffin Davis's character. He plays the the, the he plays the JoJo. Jojo Rabbit. And you know, just the 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 familial um drama that he's carrying around, you know, as a conflicted German little boy. Um it, it's just man, I there's a lot there's a lot to get into and and Takawatiti does a really really good job of wrapping up a lot of emotion into this really comedic effort. Um, yeah, I, I. So it is. I would almost hesitate to call it a comedy because so much of the film is drama, but there's a lot of like really funny moments that are deliberately funny and satire, which is Takawatiti's style. He is a he a comedic background and it's that dry new zealand style of background that i really like which is why i like the show fly to the concords and they're in the band and how i discovered taco watiti um and he that 
it, it's so crazy how goofy this movie can be in parts and then how poignant it is in other parts. Uh, yeah. If you watch the, the, the little trailer that's playing right now on IMDb, there's a scene where uh, Jojo is running and uh, Takawatiti playing Adolf is running and dancing beside him and it just looks silly. And then it's also in this same movie that is incredibly effective emotionally and uh yeah superb. Uh, we, we get um Taka Watiti at his zaniest, I think, in in this film where he is playing a a <laughs> over the top Adolf Hitler. Um, who is also making fun of him. The movie's making fun of Nazis. It's making fun of World War II. Um, it's making fun of Adolf Hitler. But it's also uh, d- just focusing on what what ordinary German people in that time were experiencing. Um, and Scarlett Johansson plays uh, Jojo's mother, and she is a uh, Jewish sympathizer, I, I would say. Um, it, the film never really classifies her what she is. Well, but. okay. She, I mean, yes, uh, she sympathizes. Well, I don't even know that I would say that. She's a human being who sees what the Nazis are doing and is like, okay, this is wrong. Right. Like, uh, it's just... But, like, like I mean... the. You know, you were talking. We're talking about uh, World War Two Germany. We're talking about nineteen forty-five Germany, and so I don't. I don't know. I, I you know I wasn't there, but um, are you sure? Yeah, You're a I, teenager, I mean, right? <laughs> I have a few grades, so I might have been there. Um, I I just I don't I don't know like what everyday life was like during World War Two in Germany. You know how many. And I've never really been that interested in reading up on, you know, what normal people did when. Yeah, it's it. You don't hear a lot about the Germans that are living their, in the air, like because obviously there's Nazis, right? There's the Nazi Party, and they're evil and running things. But there's also the citizens of Germany, right? Who are really just trying to make it, and that's yeah. what. So. Scarlett Johansson plays a mom who lives in Germany, sees the evil that the Nazi party is doing and tries to help as much as she can. She does what she can, um, which is sort of a theme in the in the movie um, by helping um, a young Jewish girl by hiding her in the house, which is extremely dangerous in this era, because if you get found out, um, you pretty much you're going to get killed. But. So part of the problem, though, is is that she has this young boy, Jojo, and because they live in this country, he grows up hearing and seeing all of the, the Nazi propaganda and being a young, impressionable boy, having not faced the real world, he believes it, you know, and, and buys well, that it and completely. His, his, his father, we're led to believe, was a German soldier. Um, well, he's led to believe, but then you find right. out he's like a resistance guy as well. And so it, the conflict between him, between the conflict between Takawatiti's story and 
what this essentially like militarized Boy Scout troop, um, as far as the what are the the whatever what yeah so like call a, this? He, I that's what I would call it a, a military Hitler youth. That's what the, that's what IMDb calls them the Hitler youth. But it's never I, I don't remember them being saying that they but. didn't. But it's basically Boy Scouts for Nazis. Right. Um, and it's ran <laughs> by Sam Rockwell, who is so awesome. Like Sam Rockwell just doesn't miss. Maybe he's been in movies that aren't good, but his performances are not always... on this podcast. What's that? He hasn't been on a this podcast. Well, what have we done? We've only movie. done Moon, right? I mean, right, exactly. Bat a thousand. Um, I can pick one that you wouldn't like that he's still great in, but uh, <laughs> I really like the film. One day I'll do it to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Sam Rockwell essentially leads this Boy Scout troop, and his right hand man uh, is played by Alfie Allen, who is most known as Theon Greyjoy from the uh, Game of Thrones show. Uh, he's sort of his right hand man, and they're again teaching these Nazis, the training boys to become Nazi men. Eventually, they always have to carry a knife on them, and uh, and JoJo gets picked on because the older boys are like, "You won't kill this rabbit," and that's how he gets the nickname JoJo Rabbit. And because uh, JoJo uh, is still young, and he's still like his mom is good, right? And so he has that side of her in him that he is he is still despite being around all this propaganda at the end of the day when push comes to shove and he's presented with a helpless creature like a rabbit he's not going to kill it well and he's he's conflicted throughout the entire film and i and i think it's his performance this so i think i don't i don't i've never seen this kid before i saw this movie um What's his name? Roman Griffin Davis. But man, he's he's great. Uh and I don't know how old he was when he when this movie was made, but man, he he carry he is seen from scene to scene, much like Tom Holland was in our last last episode with The Impossible, but I'm pr- I'm pretty sure Tom Holland was a little bit older than this kid. But like he this kid is asked to carry three quarters of this movie and uh, he's like in every scene is there a yeah. scene that he's just not in i don't right. know i is. don't i don't think so i don't yeah. think he is um and he is he is asked to carry this entire weight of the film and he's so good at the in the emotional depth that he portrays um in different scenes and we'll and we'll get to you know the scene with his mom but um like in him and Thomason McKenzie's character, the girl, the Jewish girl, um, Rosie, she, I mean, they, they play very well off each other. Him and Sam Rockwell's scenes are very good. <laughs> yeah, um, they are. It's just like, he is asked to do a ton and, and credit to Taco Watiti for allowing, allowing his story to be told through this kid who I had never heard of before. Um, and I don't, I mean, that doesn't mean he hasn't acted before, but this, his performance was legitimately great. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, I, you, I, 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 yes, there is one part where I'm like, I felt like a better actor would have been able to 
pull a little like for his age, he's absolutely undeniably great. The scene you're talking about with it where his mom, let's just spoil it, I guess, and okay. jump right ahead. But it's it's so they do Scarlett Johansson again is housing um a Jewish girl in her house, which is illegal and will get her killed if anyone finds out. And she they do something in the movie and they do it so well. Like they don't overdo it, but they do it enough. You talking they about her sh- shoes? Her shoes, right? They yes. they're she they're seeing him and then her shoes come into view and then she steps down and then there's another scene where she's dancing and the camera focuses on her shoes. And it doesn't feel overdone. It's always, it's always with the the uh with JoJo's with Jojo. Eyes at eye level at at her at her shoes. Yeah. Right. And so there's a scene about halfway through the film where he's skipping through town. Um and this is after Steven Merchant shows up, which we'll get into his stuff. Oh, and he goes down to, to tie his shoes and he looks up and all you see is her shoes hanging in the air with her feet in them. And this is one of the few times in movies where I went, <gasps> like yeah. I did an intake of breath. Yeah. Watching the movie. And I and it was like, oh shit. Like there it doesn't happen a lot where I actually have an involuntary reaction to a film. And it that was one of those moments. I was like The internet never spoiled that for you? No. I knew nothing. Oh um, good. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it really was effective. But this is the scene where while he's good, I don't like I felt like that scene should have pulled more out of me. But then there's a scene later where he's with Sam Rockwell and he's talking about his mom and he starts crying. That is much more effective on me because I felt like his performance was a lot more natural. And I think his performance when he finds his mother dead isn't as natural as it is with Sam Rockwell there. And again, the kid is great throughout 99% of the film and it's this part where it's not even bad, but I feel like could have really been uh, because it is certainly the intake of breath moment of the film that could have been really punctuated with a, a great performance. Um, but what we got was a good performance. Yeah, I think. And I, I, I tend to agree. I think the the actor's reaction uh, to his mother, um, hanging, you know, from with other with other people, uh, hanging from this thing, dead, and like his initial reaction, I was like, okay, I said that's a normal child actor reaction, I think, but then like the following scenes where he's just sitting, staring up at at his mother, um, I, that hit more home for me, mm-hmm. and. And I think the the contrast between him and um, Sam Rockwell's interactions later in the movie, where Sam Rockwell essentially uh, gives his life for yeah, he literally uh, does yeah for um, JoJo by ripping off of a a, a a Nazi jacket that JoJo's wearing. I I think more so JoJo views Sam Rockwell's character as a a father type figure. Um, well, and he's one of the handful of people that's actually kind to him, right? Yeah, he's it, treated it's him his well. His mom, right? And Sam Rockwell's character actually 
treat him kindly. He, you yeah. know, Sam Rockwell sees him. He's hey kid, you know, and um, doesn't think ill of him in any way. And 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 Sam Rockwell's character and Scarlett Johansson have some sort of relationship that isn't really fleshed out, but they certainly know each other. Yeah. So there's a point where JoJo gets injured under Sam Rockwell's watch, and he's like, "His mom's gonna kill me for this." And, and there's just this—they know each other. Yeah, and it's not fleshed out, which is fine. It doesn't need to be, but because they're they're seen together, which is very brief, is really good. And they both, because they're so accomplished, um, are able to perf- perform quite naturally and have a good on-screen chemistry with each other. Um, and uh, yeah, I you were I don't want to. I was about ready to transition and talk about Rebel Wilson, but uh, I wanted you to finish your thought. <laughs> no, I I, I think. Um, yeah, and Sam Rockwell is so great in this. And he's unbelievably good, and he 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 has such a great character. Um, yeah, it, it like the motives of the character make sense, and you yeah, he's the head of this. It's kind of this thing where they're showing off again what they have to do to survive. Sam Rockwell plays Captain Klinsendorf who it is uh, hinted at that he may have a gay relationship with his um, first-in-command, Alfie Allen. Um, and that sort of maybe plays into why he he does a lot to try to protect JoJo and his family when Stephen Merchant, who's essentially the head of like a an Inquisition who's trying to find Jews... Um, shows up. Oh, Hitler. I'm not saying it. You don't, you're not going to catch my, you're not going to catch me on a podcast saying that we're going to be taken out of context. Um, it's a, it's a great scene. It's, um, but Steven Merchant is the best villain. Oh my God. <laughs> He's so it, evil. It, now, so I agree with you. I, Steven Merchant is very good. I didn't like the the choice to have Thomas and McKenzie essentially show herself and and say that she was JoJo's sister, um, just simply because I didn't feel like it needed to happen that way. I and I, th- I think it's smart because what it allowed her to do was take control of the the situation because right now you've got Steven Merchant who is in control of the situation and you've got this kid Jojo who as far as she knows sympathizes pretty strongly with the Nazis which Mm. you know he does throughout most of the film and what it allows her to do is enter herself into the situation and then sort of control things a little bit and I think that's why she did it because she felt that without doing that, she may get caught. And uh, and so to me, it made sense. Yeah, and she um, essentially passes herself off as uh, an aunt. I, no, I the late her. sister of JoJo. So JoJo has oh. a sister that passed, and oh, okay. so she's been hiding in this like secret wall cupboard in yeah. the the late sister's room. Uh, this is where Scarlett Johansson's been hiding her and even hiding her from Jojo because she knows that <laughs> Jojo is, <He's> a, <laughs> is such a Nazi sympathizer that 
he she describes it as when he found out his uncle wasn't blonde he was mad for like a month you know yeah. um and so that's why she had to keep them separate but well and and i think in the the steve emergence scene that it's meant to be comedic but yet boy it's terrifying yeah. yeah no it no it absolutely is and and like that's the the directing brilliance of Taka Waititi is that this man walks a tightrope mm-hmm. of of satire, comedy, and and just like heavy drama so magnificently and and like and I I think too the comedy he does isn't just kind of hey that's a funny thing that's a funny right. joke like a, a a quip or whatever. It borders on slapstick at times. Yeah, um, the, the whole the whole Hail Hitler is slapstick is because it goes on for yeah. a legitimate five minutes. And then, minutes. like when Hitler has to leave, he literally dives out the window from like a second story. <laughs> right. It's uh, and the performance of Takahashi as Hitler in most of his scenes are comedic until the oh, very yeah. end. Of no, the we'll film. get it. We'll yeah, we'll get we'll get into him as Hitler. But I just like. He Watiti does such a great job of of telling this like allowing the per, the actors the ability to hammer home like Thomas and McKenzie in the scenes and and Stephen Merchant against Thomas and McKenzie in this scene. I mean, we're talking about a fifteen year old girl. I don't actually know how old she was, but she, she's probably playing a fifteen year old girl. Yeah, she's much older than that in real life. Not much but, older, but like four to five years older. But like her going against Stephen Merchant, who is a a, a tall dude to begin now, with. Now I think they added to that because he <laughs> towers above everyone. <laughs> right. I mean, he's which is good. Like, I think it adds to the character to have them have him be freakishly tall. I'll find out how tall Stephen Merchant is, but I feel like he was <laughs> overly tall. But he, they're going toe to toe, and and he's like questioning. Hey, why are you here? And who are you? And oh, and she, Stephen Merchant, six seven. So, okay, maybe not. <laughs> How the fuck is playing the NBA, bro? Well, uh, because he stands opposite uh, Sam Rockwell, and I'm like, that seems unrealistic. Let me see how tall he is. No, he's oh a no, giant. no, Sam Rockwell's five nine. So, uh, I was wrong. Right, short. Yeah. He's not average height for a man. At least I don't think. I think no, five, I, five, I, ten I think that's others. actually probably right at average. Oh, well. But I don't know. But yeah, comparatively, you know, he's about a, a foot shorter. Um, Anyway, yeah. But it's no. Stephen Merchant's smile in these scenes that is like unnatural and otherworldly. And I don't think they had to do anything to make him look like that (laughs) (laughs) you know you know that man have you ever seen his um his raps on like uh uh what's the guy late night show um the nbc guy Mm. all names of late night guys um jimmy fallon okay it's, it's jimmy fallon um He's funny. Like, Steven Merchant is a genuinely funny dude. And... Well, yeah, because like, his main... He's like a writing partner with 
Ricky Gervais. It's like they're yeah. a writing team and they mostly write comedy. So he and he's a comedy legend, to be honest. Um, well, least, he yeah he is he is given such a range to work in in this scene. Like he is he is frightening and uh, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> It, it, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know that he made me laugh because I was so scared of him because he comes in and he's wearing all black and he's got this black hat and he's shrouded by men all dressed in black. And it's just this, you know, he's the bad guy. And like what well, he he reminds me of Christoph Waltz's character in Inglorious Bastards. Um, never seen it. What? <laughs> Who directed it's it? It's a Tarantino. There right. you go. Oh God, um, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to work that into. Do it. <laughs> I dare you, because I will bounce back. <laughs> but no, he. Um, I just Stephen Merchant is is so good, and and like we could gush gush over him this entire episode. But there's scene where Thomas Mc, Thomas and McKenzie is has to stand up to him. And, and when by stand up I mean she just has to like face him. And like you can almost see the fear but strength yeah. in in and conviction in her in her in her portrayal of Very the character. Very good, yes. And and then Sam Rockwell oh. <laughs> steps <laughs> in. Might be and, my favorite performance in this movie. Every like it, let's we think about it. Every performance in this film serves a legitimate purpose. Yeah, and they're all legitimately great. Um, and the more we talk about it, the more I'm just like, yeah, fucking this movie's this movie fucking rocks. Um, well, <laughs> just, and there's like okay, so then we well let's get into Scarlett Johansson then because she is in. Not a ton of this movie, um, but she makes the most of her scenes and especially like the scene I think that was her big scene was the one where Jojo is being particularly insubordinate. And At the dinner she, table? Yeah. You want your yes. father? And yep. she throws on a jacket and, and, and wipes soot on her face to simulate a beard and then play acts his father and then, like, kind of turns. It starts off kind of really edgy, and you you're not sure if she's losing it. And then it turns playful, and she dances with her son and shows the kind of mother that she is. And it, it's an excellent scene. And and to have her caliber of acting to be this setup, because if if you have someone who phones it in, when JoJo finds her halfway through the film, it doesn't hit right. as hard. Right. No, I mean, if 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 the performance is camp throughout, yeah, it's it it has nowhere near the emotion uh, the emotional yeah. half. And you know that this woman is JoJo's world. Um, yeah. and so when he loses her, it just affects you that much more. And also that she's so likable, and there's scenes with her. I guess there are scenes without JoJo because there's scenes with her and um Rosie, the the Jewish girl hiding in the house that are um, very good about, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a woman and, you know, just kind of, again, she's lost a daughter and she's maybe gaining one in Rosie and it's really good. Like the, the things that you can point out and say are bad 
are few and far between, if any. I don't even the yeah, the I critique of the scene of his the young actor when he finds her isn't even a critique of saying it's bad. It's just it's good. But I really felt like that scene could have been even more. So and, and that's like the worst thing I can say about it. Yeah, I think I think one of my fav- favorite scenes with uh, Scarlett Johansson and and the and uh, JoJo was I think I believe he asked her, "Hey, what what is the first thing you're gonna do when Germany's free or or whatever?" However he worded, yeah. And and she says dance, and then at the end of the movie. Uh, he Jojo asks Thomas and McKenzie's character, "Hey, what's the first thing you're gonna do now that you're free?" And she says, "Dance." I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> That's the Super Bowl. My bad. <laughs> I, you know, it's just man the the uh, the the roller coaster that you go on in this movie with with emotions while it's all masked in playful satire that is I, that is what's crazy to me yeah that it can be so fun and playful and comedic and then just really rip your heart out so uh, oh, coming back to the steve emergency because there's an important important part that really plays into uh sam rockwell's character that happens here they find the the late sister's passport or something and he's looking at it and he asks um, Rosie the birth date on it. And Rosie says, July 2nd, da, 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 da. And I already know what this scene is. And it's because I'm already on board with Sam Rockwell actually being um, a good guy, a good guy. And right. um, mostly because they've established that he and his uh, partner maybe have more than just a plutonic relationship going on. Um, and and to me, that is like, I don't know. There's so much depth there in those scenes. And so when she's like, I got the birthday wrong, she thinks she's going to get found out. But Stephen Merchant, not Stephen Merchant, but uh, Simon Rockwell's not going to sell her out. And, you know, that, that, that plays into later on in the movie where when we find out that Scarlett Johansson's character has been hanged. It almost, at least from from my opinion and how I felt, I was like, damn, did Sam Rockwell, did Steven Merchant's character figure out Sam Rockwell was hiding? Hiding, you know, keeping that concealed. Or did Sam Rockwell sell out, you know, the mom? Um and but then we see that she's been tagged with the the kind of propaganda stuff that she's yeah. been she's been uh, helping to uh, facilitate. Yeah, yeah, she's the Free Germany, you know, just uh, resistance propaganda. Um, yeah, and I and so what leads to this is one of my favorite scenes is where um, the war is ended. Uh, the United States are occupying. Germany and Jojo is not quite arrested, but captured by an American soldier and brought to a camp where they have all the different Germans. Uh, and 
he sees Sam Rockwell and they have a discussion and Sam Rockwell's like, I heard about your mom. She was a good woman. And he goes, he starts, you know, this is the scene that gets me. And he goes, no, she was actually a good woman. And I like that because when I was having a hard time saying Sam Rockwell's the good guy, because here he is facilitating the training of Nazis and he's very much deep in the Nazi, uh, hierarchy you know he's not entry level he's literally fought on the lines which could be you know there's a lot of nuance there it could be he was forced into it or whatever but he recognizes that scarlett jans is actually good that she's doing something she's doing what she can and where maybe a lot of the times there were opportunities for sam rockwell's character to do more and he chose not to and and is able to self-reflect on that and as you yeah. said, this is the point where he rips the Nazi jacket off of uh, Jojo because now with the Americans occupying, they're capturing Nazis and arresting them. Uh, and then he calls him a Jew and spits on him and kicks him away, which is gets uh, him killed. Rockwell is killed and the young boy is let out of the camp um, where he's able to go free. Yeah, it's it's a... Like, JoJo and Sam Rockwell's character, they hug. Um, it's it's just a it's it's a it's a boy and and, and a mentor, um, you know, just having this emotional moment. And if if you you know, if you've ever been in that in the position of just having the person you look up to kind of just open up to you it's just i don't know it's it it's a um it's a it's an emotional scene and it's there's there's not a whole lot of comedic value in the scene but um sam rockwell just blows away all expectation in this particular scene and while he's great throughout the entire movie it's this scene where he's he's beaten up, you know he's bloodied in the face, and he's just, you know he sees JoJo and he he just lights up, um, and that's that's what sold it for me was that yeah. he you know he sees this this boy JoJo and he's like oh it's it's JoJo and and it just everything comes up, uh, you know just his his whole demeanor picks up. And you know he gives his life so JoJo can can get out of the camp, and it's just uh it's a it's a really well done, uh, real well written scene. It's uh, it's 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 a lot. It's this this movie it's turns excellent. out to be a, this this movie turns out to be a lot. Yeah, so as we're getting to the end, and and I'm like, damn. This movie. So, like me, <laughs> comedy is my favorite genre, and I will watch comedies over and over and over. This movie is heavy, and despite the lightness in tone, um, and the playfulness, it's just like I don't know that I'm gonna spend a lot of time rewatching this. And it's not because of it being bad. It's just it's heavy, and yeah. you know, I don't. When I usually sit down for a piece of entertainment. Uh, all I really just want to laugh and have a good time or watch Van Damme spin kick some shit. Uh, and, you know, this this movie affected me and it's excellent in so many ways. Um, 
So there's one other character we've just sort of, uh, you know, passed over, which is Yorkie, um, <laughs> who is a, a, a JoJo's young friend from Nazi Boy Scouts, who is who's hilarious. very good. Oh man, is he good? <laughs> oh, he just runs up JoJo, and they hug, and there's like, I mean, they're like just two good friends, and he's like. I think he almost represents the just the innocence that children have where he's in this Nazi thing. He doesn't really know. It's just him hanging out with his friends like he doesn't know why it's bad and he never gets. Um, What's the word I want to use? I keep wanting to think inundated, but he's not really heavily influenced by the propaganda. Indoctrinated. Thank you. Very good, Mark. Um, it doesn't get heavily indoctrinated, but he also doesn't. He's like not against things either. Like it's weird. So there's a point where Jojo's like, you know that that Jewish girl? He's like, yeah, she's my girlfriend now. He's like, good for you. Like it's like there's no (laughs) ill will or evilness. Or he's like, yeah, you know, he's such a fun little character, and he's a a piece of comic relief that you need. Well, in you know, we see him kind of throughout the the beginning middle portions where uh the the nazi boy scouts are are gathering but like it's at the end where we're reintroduced to him and he's running uh to to fight back the americans and or help fight back the americans yeah and and he's carrying a a bazooka (laughs) and he like he falls and the and the bazooka goes off and like (laughs) Yeah, kill you know kills whatever whoever and it's just like it's like th- it's those moments in intermixed with the yeah the like heavy right ones. after the scene is yes. what we're talking about with Rockwell so yeah yeah it's it's crazy the 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 balancing that goes on in this film yeah and then like there's the scene with Rebel Wilson who's again comic relief in pretty much all of her scenes but yeah. she's got a line of boys she's like okay you've all been promoted here's a gun go 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 and she has a damn bazooka herself and you know well, she get, straps a she straps like a a, a, a grenade, grenade a to a kid's to a kid's uh, belt and she's like yeah go run over there give him a hug yeah <laughs> it's so crazy it's uh the um so who we haven't talked about is taco Atiti as adolf oh my god this and performance man <laughs> it is it is so nuanced it's almost incredible um it's because if you've seen taco watiti act you know he 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 typically plays over the top characters um most recently uh he's in uh he's the bad he's the villain in the movie free guy with ryan reynolds i don't know if you seen oh that. i i should see that then because i love taco but he's also the voice of uh of that cork. rock monster in thor yeah, yeah cork yeah yeah, he he plays over the top uh, kind of characters in his films, and if you've seen uh, the new HBO Max show with him, um, our our flag. Means oh, death. the one Ours. with Reese. Yeah, yeah. Reese Darby's in that. I love Reese Darby, so I'll I need to watch that. Yeah, no, he, but like in this film, it that is <clears throat> written. And directed by him, he also stars as as you mentioned early as a main character. He plays JoJo's 
imaginary friend Adolf Hitler, which is, it if is, you think about it, is <laughs> absolutely crazy. asinine. Um, but he plays him so over the top and so flamboyant, and just he makes he makes Adolf Hitler likable, oh, which is Lord. A crazy. Oh, here he is. No, it's you a, said two things in this movie that could be. <laughs> Take it completely out of context and edit it up to make it sound like you're the Nazi sympathizer. No, but like he makes the character of Adolf Hitler in this film a likable character. And that is amazing in its own right. And he just he's he's whimsical. It's until it's, you piss him off, right? So right. he is whimsical and playful and very much a kid's imaginary character. And then when Jojo starts to turn and he starts to fall in love with Elsa, who not yeah, Elsa who's in I kept calling her Rosie. That's Scarlett Johansson's character. Elsa, <laughs> who is the little girl in the wall. And he Let starts Huh? Let Let, it go. Not that no. Okay. Anyway, that's when Taka starts getting, not Taka, but the character of Adolf really starts getting pissed off and even scary. And it it results in what maybe the best line in the movie, uh, fuck off Adolf Hitler. And then he kicks him out of the window and it's awesome. Um, Yeah. And he goes like flying Super Saiyan um, (laughs) out the window. It, the entire, like it's the character of Adolf is like he's comic relief he is comic relief but he's jojo's he's who who's he's who jojo wants to be a quarter of the way or halfway through the film um well you know he's he's influencing an imaginary father figure character too yeah it's there's so much depth to to all these characters it's like you know 45 minutes and we I don't think we've even scratched the surface of how how good these characters are, but I I really enjoyed Watiti's portrayal of the, his version of Adolf Hitler in this story because his character serves such a huge importance. It's because he's he's JoJo's friend, um, and he's like JoJo's asking him questions and like, hey. What should we do? Or hey, what would you do? And and Adolf Hitler's like, yeah, I'd kill him. You know, I'd shoot him in yeah. the head. And, and it's like, wait, what? And so I think the choice of casting yourself uh, right. as the director <laughs> of the film yeah. to play the uh, the the probably the the most evil man to ever have walked the earth. Um, is is a, a a crazy choice as far as just selling it to the studio that made your film, but allows you so much room to to just showcase your storytelling and the type of story you want. I don't think the story would have been as effective if Takawatiti had chosen someone else to play the character of Adolf. Well, and he knows that he has the comedic chops and yep. uh yeah, I mean the, the movie is 
pretty much perfectly cast across the board. Uh, there's not much to say that it's superb. This is a superb film. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, um, Jeff, would uh, would you like to recommend this? One? Oh, absolutely. This is one of the best movies we've seen. Period. This is this is going to be because of when we started the year. We did uh, The Greatest Showman. I'm like, well, I don't think anything's topping this. I'm like, this, for me, this might be better. I don't, like, it, it's superb. It is um, definitely going to be on my top five at the end of the year, I would think. Uh, it, excellent. Yeah. One of the best movies we watch for the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, it, you know, when it got nominated for Best Picture, I was like, and I remember, you know, having seen it, you know, a couple, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month before um, the Oscar nominations had come out. And I remember thinking when the Oscar nominations came out that it was nominated for Best Picture. I was like, oh, man, that there's just like legitimately that could win. Um, and and that's just coming off of, you know, having just seen the film and now have them watching it again and going, oh, yeah, that's probably should have won Best Picture. Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's a film that has everything. Um, it's, it's it's super enjoyable. It's super rewatchable. I think like I had more fun rewatching this yeah. film um, for the second time than I did the first time. And like I want to go back and watch it again is because I want to I, I want to experiences the experience the performances that were in this movie. Again, and so I think that's that's the sign of a, a great film is that you can you can pick up something each time you watch it, and it still hits the emotional resonance of um, you know what what it intentionally was set out to do. Mm-hmm. And I, this this one is one of I think it's it, it's a top five that we've watched over the past year, um, and I don't see anything oh, easily. I don't see anything. Uh, it's definitely top five for what we're going to watch the rest of the Right. It's like, I think it's going to be obvious that JoJo and Showman are going to be in the top five for both of us at the end of the year. Um, but who knows, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe there's more of this caliber to come, but I just doubt it. This is what? so good. Uh, I... Well, so that's, that's, a, that's a unique transition to... What are we? What do we got it's for the month of August, week, baby? So yeah. the month of August is usually when a lot of people go back to school. So we're heading back to school. We're watching movies that take place around or on school, where school is. People going to school is a big part of it. That sort of thing. It's really general. Mark will probably pick Hell or High Water again and tell me that it is <laughs> the about, best western ever made. Yeah. Um, but that's what we're going for. We're going back to school. And Mark has um, won the coin toss and has deferred to the second half. Uh, like that, football. Yeah. Um, comes back in August, unless you watch the USFL, which just ended. <laughs> it's good stuff, actually. All um, right, so um, so with the with the first the first pick in the August draft, what do you who what movie you select? I think I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, I got this is the way I'm gonna do it. I I okay. think oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, co- collect yourself. This is gonna ruin your whole day. Okay, 
I've never seen it, but I've been meaning to. Okay. You want to know what year it comes out? Oh, it's in like 1967. 1980. <laughs> it runs for an hour and a half. Okay, I'm on board. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Okay. Leslie Nielsen, one of my childhood heroes. Okay. Lethal, uh, True Lies. 1980? <laughs> I don't know. I that was a 90s one. We're going to watch a horror movie. Oh, is it uh is it um Friday the 13th? No, what's the what's the Michael Myers film? Halloween. Halloween, yeah. We're going to watch w- Prom Night. Oh, I don't know. Halloween wouldn't have been school-based. Prom Night. It's the prom, right? The senior prom, school prom night. Prom. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Prom I'm looking it up. Now there's a remake. Right Make sure you don't watch the remake. We're watching the 1980s version. 1980 directed Prom by Night. Paul Lynch, starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Leslie Nielsen. Okay, all right, let's go. Let's go. You're I'm, not I'm, as I'm, uh, upset at this as I thought. No, you'd be. I'm, I'm down. I'm, listen, I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. I'm I am ready and willing. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> I'll try to upset you with my next one. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna. I don't think I'm going to upset you with with my first pick, but it's not going to be what you're expecting. Uh, we are going to watch from the two from the year two thousand and nine, starring our boy. Oh. He's not your boy. He's not my boy. But oh, he's our you boy. You peed in his bathroom. <laughs> it's not Jared Leto. Ah. <laughs> Although, I wish I would have peed in Robin Williams' bathroom. Oh, Robin Williams. We're watching. World's greatest dad. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, um, "What's that Matt Damon one?" Goodwill Hunting. No, man, fuck that movie. World's greatest. No, we're not watching Dead Poet Society or none of that bullshit. That's we're watching World's Greatest Dad. <laughs> what the hell is this? What year is it? We're watching. Uh, we're back to school with Robin Williams, my man. What What year is it? Two thousand and nine. Let's fucking go. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh. I know it. You've never even heard of this movie. I, it's going to fucking rock your socks off. You've seen it. I Like I was telling you before we started recording, I went and saw this. It's directed this. by Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that you is. You don't know who Bobcat Goldthwait is. No, I don't know Bobcat oh, Goldthwait oh is. He's a stand-up comedian, but he mostly, you ever seen like the Police Academy ones? I've seen Police Academy, but you know who he... Bobcat Goldthwait is. Then. Sure, put it sure. in Google. You'll 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 be like, oh, yeah. when you hear his voice. No, but I I, I, I saw this movie with my wife uh, back when it came out in two thousand nine, I guess. And I remember we we were like having the date night, and we we're just like, hey, let's go see a movie. And this happened to be playing, and I'm a huge Robin Williams fan, and so I was like, hey, let's watch this movie. It's got Robin Williams in it, and I remember like. Enjoying the fuck out of it. Um, okay. So hopefully it still holds up. Hopefully you also <laughs> enjoy it. And it's an hour and a half. What yes. else do you want? Nothing. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what do I pick <laughs> on this list? I've got three movies that I'm really. All right. Um, I, got, I got two, so you, you pick to your heart's content. Do 
Do you want to go oh, okay. older than 1980? Oh, God, what are you newer? doing to me, man? Do you want to go older <laughs> or newer? What are you doing? Um, I'm leaving it up to you. Do you want to go I, before I, I do. I do, I, I do enjoy a, a newer film. You do. Um, however, if it's a film I've never seen, I'm down for it. Oh, you probably, well, I mean. For everything the, we just watched. Okay, the older film is a perennial classic. You've absolutely heard of it. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's an all-time classic. The newer film, you've almost certainly seen. Well, there's two though. Whew. Well, it, you're probably gonna pick the one that the newer one that I picked. No, uh, or well, is okay. All right. Well, let's let me newer. ask. Let's what go the, newer then. Uh, I don't know what the other movie you're gonna pick <laughs> is, but if it's my other, okay, let me ask you: Is the movie you're gonna pick from 1990? Oh no. Oh. We can't the, watch pick it. The, okay. Pick the '90s film. Pick Clue. Is it Clueless? No. Oh no. There's two '90s one. So okay, the one I was debating on picking, which I don't think I could do because it's there's just not much to talk about. And I was thinking about Kindergarten Cop. Oh God, let's do it. <sighs> no, <laughs> you sound too excited. So what we're gonna watch? A newer film from 1998. Let me see who's in this shit. I haven't seen it in ages. From who's 1988. In who's in this? Uh, oh, damn. Josh Hartnett. Okay. Oh, is it The Faculty? We're going to watch The Faculty. Oh, yes, baby. I haven't seen this movie fucking forever. Let's go. Okay. Jeez, you're Let's happy. Go. I can't. Okay. <laughs> damn. If you had said older, I was going to pick <laughs> Carrie. Oh, God, no. Um, damn, I should have just done that. Pissed you off. But okay, we'll we'll do the faculty. <laughs> How can you leave such such uh, great films on the table? I don't understand. Well, you have a pick to go. You are more than welcome. We are, going, we are going to end the- cop. Nope. We're going to end the month on a high note. We're you, said, gonna... you specifically said before we recorded, you wanted to go last. So I- yes. Very so, curious. I would. I had. I had two films. All right. I had one that is a, uh, a essentially a cult classic. I bet there's no way it's older than either of my films. No, it's not. Yeah, um, it's because you only pick old shit. I love uh, old movies. You've made me doing this show with you has made me really appreciate how much I like older movies. <sighs> you, uh, you, you, but you made me do this. Okay. Um, I did not. But okay. So I, I contemplated on picking the film Easy A. Oh, I've seen it. Okay, several good. times. It was on my short list. Okay, good. It was also on my short list, but I'm not picking that. Throw that shit in the trash. It's not that great. It's all right. We are watching from can't the. Can't hardly wait. <laughs> I love can't hardly wait. We are watching from the year 2004. 2004. What came out? Who's who's in this? Your girl, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, hell yes! <laughs> oh, hell yes! We're watching Mean Girls, you son of a bitch. What? We're watching Mean Girls? <laughs> yeah, fuck oh, we're watching yes! Mean Girls. We did it, folks. the perfect month. <laughs> I'm out of here. How did you? How did you leave Mean Girls on the table? Is what I want to know. I don't know how I didn't even think.
sick of it. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm so excited. This is the best draft You're going to hear two grown-ass men <laughs> just gush over Mean Girls. What a great movie. Oh, Lord. What a month we have lined up. We got two horror movies. Mark with his weird left field shit, world's greatest dad, and then an absolute banger and ah. Oh. Hey, have you read the synopsis for, for world's greatest dad? No. No, read that shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> this shit is great. Listen, we got bangers okay, on bangers. Here's, here's the synopsis for world's greatest dad from 2009. I haven't read it. I'm reading this right now for the first time i'm not even looking at the screen while i say this <laughs> now i'm looking when his son's body is found in a humiliating accident a lonely high school teacher inadvertently attracts an overwhelming amount of community and media attention after covering up covering up the truth with a phony suicide note that sounds let's, interesting let's fucking go bro let's watch robin williams cover up his son's suicide let's go <laughs> this we're gonna have a great fucking month yeah i i, I can't fucking wait i'm really on board with this so <laughs> i if you want to hit up mark you'd be like damn you might dropped it there uh with that damn <laughs> Lindsay lohan shit you got going on you can follow him on twitter at i heard you liked <laughs> you know you know, if you want to, if you want to tell Jeff, hey man, movies exist past nineteen eighty. Um, uh, yeah, nineteen ninety eight. The Faculty. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Back when Josh Hartnett was popular, um, which I'd, I haven't seen him in anything since. Other, well, I mean, like Sin City, wasn't that him? Oh yeah, he wasn't Sin City, but wasn't it like nineteen ninety nine? I have um, no clue. <laughs> I think I hurt my rotator cuff jumping. <laughs> <laughs> the mean girl oh lord this is great this is great uh we don't have workman's comp here on the podcast but nope. uh but you can get at podcast uh, you can get at jeff at podcast by jeff uh, on twitter um make sure you you throw in a throw in a follow to spielberg chronologically where him and eric are doing dope ass shit yeah talking about spielberg oh. films and back to the future oh, but yeah. that hasn't started yet that's a spoiler whoops Oops. Although by the times, ah, who knows? Okay. Anyway, yeah, you can check out our podcast on Twitter as well at Movie Draft House. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, re- put a review out. I don't care, but more importantly, tell a friend about mm. Movie Draft House. Mm. You know the the best way the Draft House grows is within our hearts. Um, okay. Or just it, saying, hey, man, listen to this weird shit. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> you know, I, I I also listen to weird shit, and I don't know how well Damn, that works. my shoulder hurts. Oh, God. Damn, ice it up. Ice it up. Uh, so, anyways, um, catch us next week as we, we're starting a new month, new music, uh, and we're going to we're gonna start the month off with the bang with uh, Kindergarten Cop. No, we're watching Prom Night. <laughs> you are not taking this away from me. 